You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays on the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Himalaya, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Rays. Well, Ulysses, I guess that's why they play the games because we were saying yesterday, and I think uh, the majority of baseball fans out there were saying. Oh, this is going to be a cakewalk for the Houston Astros. Garrett Cole on the mound. They're, they're, they're ready and rolling. And look what the happens. Houston crowd. Yeah. Yes. And it just goes to show you that's why they play the games. And finally, finally, a team got to Garrett Cole and got a victory over the Houston Astros against him. So I guess he's human then. Uh, he is mortal. According to what happened yesterday. Yeah, he's yeah. mortal. <laughs> I, think what we, I think what we learned is you, you've got to get on him early. I know that yeah. the Nationals didn't score in that first inning, but Trey Turner with the leadoff hit and the steal, and then you have a little momentum off of that, um, and not letting them get into a groove where you're trying to fight and claw back in the sixth and seventh inning. If you just right. start putting something together uh, in the early innings, that, that goes a long way. It also helps when you have guys like Juan Soto on your team as well. Yeah, that guy's a superstar. Uh, no, you know when, when he got that solo home run, I think it was from Zimmerman in the second inning, uh, I was thinking, well, first of all, I was thinking that's awesome. Zimmerman, we were talking mm-hmm. about him, and he gets a, uh, to, to hit a home run in the World Series. How good for him. But the second thing was, you know, how Sogard of Zimmerman, you know, uh, just putting one one on the board as soon as the, the Astros had just scored on uh, on them. So I was, I was going to text her. I was like, hey, oh, man, this yeah. is getting some shades of ALDS5. But uh, it didn't because they just kept pouncing and, and, and good for the Nationals to – to get to him. I know it looked early on with Max Scherzer giving up those two runs in the first inning on a walk and a couple of hits by Altuve and Gurriel that it was like, all right, here we go. We, we knew this is going to happen and the Astros are going to blow this team away eight to two or something like that. And you got to credit the Nationals having a week off and, and still coming to, to fight and claw. And, and they right. are a their record since that 19 and 31 start is not a lie. They are playing like the best team in baseball or at least the second best team in baseball. And I think uh, Scherzer only had one inning where he didn't pitch more than 20 innings, uh, 20, 20 pitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was like, I, th- I believe that was his last <laughs> inning of work that it, it, he had to claw, man. Yeah. He, he had to claw back uh, very much like Charlie Morton did with with the with the Astros and, and with Oakland, just grind and and he did just that and kept the team in, in in the game. Just goes to show you how much action was in this game in the early stages. The first one, two, three inning came in the bottom of the fifth with Max Scherzer go. on the mound. So your point about twenty pitches definitely uh, goes there. And uh, I got to tell you, I, I'm not going to say the. The Nationals are going to win the World Series, but they're definitely going to put up a fight. They did the hard part. They did really the hardest yeah. part right there of beating Houston in game one on the road against Garrett Cole. And now I don't want to say it's easy street, but it can't get really any harder than that 
when you've still got Strasburg on the mound against Justin Verlander tonight. Exactly. And uh, uh, it, the pressure's on on Houston, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody thinks Houston's going to beat the Nationals. So the, the the pressure's on 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 the Astros. So we'll see what they do today. Verlander has to come out and fire. He They always had to win at least a couple in, in, in Washington. So... We'll see what happens, but yeah, very good that uh, it, 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 there was a plot twist yesterday and it, and it happened in game one. Yes, and uh, a very smart move by the Nationals coaching staff and managerial staff to, after Serger exited following five innings, they bring in Patrick Corbin for an inning. And that one inning was huge because you, you force the real bullpen for the Nationals to pick up that, that extra innings it could have gone downhill pretty quickly oh, yeah. for the Washington Nationals. All right, so transitioning here and, and switching gears, we got an email from one of our uh, regular dedicated listeners, Ty McCann. And last week we were talking about some of our favorite Rays players from 2019. Well, he's got a little twist on that. His favorite non-Rays player uh, from this past year, and I guess in general, um, he sends us this email. He says, gents, this may be more for the inner stat nerd within us baseball fans, and I completely understand not bringing him up on the show unless the Rays make my day and trade for him, but sometime you should check out the stats for Tim LaCastro. He's an outfielder for Arizona and probably one of the fastest players in the majors on base machine and Brandon Geyer-esque because he's not afraid to lean into a pitch. He doesn't wear batting gloves because he's a stud. Only problem <laughs> is he is a right-handed hitting player with little to no power, which doesn't do much for our roster. He's just a fun player. I recommend looking into his film and numbers. And he is a fun player. And he, You know how I love fast, speedy players. Tim right. Castro is the definition of that. In fact, he has the fastest feet per second speed in baseball, 30.8 feet per second, wow. which is higher than guys like Byron Buxton and, and other guys like that. Uh, actually, I looked up in 2017, he had 17 hits on infield ground balls. That's pretty <laughs> remarkable right there. <laughs> yeah. Now, he had that, that he had 70 ground balls and had 17 infield hits. That's like a 250 batting average on infield <laughs> yeah. ground ball. How unbelievable is that? That's pretty great, yeah. That's so, pretty great. So we got to thinking, um, which of our favorite non-Rays are out there, or who is our favorite non-Ray? And we kind of want to take a different look at this. It's so easy to just pick a superstar. Oh, Mike Trout, you know, that's our, that or or Cody Bellinger or something like right. that. So we wanted to be a little bit more creative, a guy that's not a perennial all-star, a couple guys that aren't perennial all-stars. So uh, Ulysses, who or which guys did you come up with? Well, I, I have two guys, one who is a, a very dark horse and the other one who has gotten the limelight, especially in, uh, in 2019 and 2018. Um, but they both address the same need that I think the the race should uh, focus on, which is the third base. Mm-hmm. Um, my first pick is uh, from the Cincinnati Reds, Eugenio Suarez. Uh, look, this guy is <laughs> is really really good. Uh, he's look, look at this what he's done to the plate. Uh, his power numbers the last four years have steadily. Increases slugging percentage. His slugging percentage has gone from 411 to 572 in the last four years. 
always increasing, and his, which makes sense because his home run totals have also increased like that. Look at this. He went from 4 to 13 to 21 to 26 to 34 and then on 40 to 49. Uh, best thing about him, though, is that he was signed to a team-friendly contract uh, two years ago, six years, 66 mil. So now um, there, there's about four years left with 50 million, mm-hmm. around 50 million, which makes him a 13 million a year kind of guy. 11 on some years and 12 on some years and a little bit of change for the signing bonus and all that. So that's gettable money. I mean, Tommy Pham is going, is going to get around 8 million right. in arbitration this year. This guy makes more hard contact consistently than, than, than Tommy Pham. Uh, if we want to compare uh, his soft hit rate, was 7.9% at the end of 2018. Uh, Tommy Pham's was 12.3%. So he hits less soft hit balls than Tommy Pham. And we always think Tommy Pham hits it right on right. the nose. This guy's even better than that by five, almost five percentage points. So I, I think this is um, a really good uh, get for the race. It's, it's affordable if they want to make a little bit of a splash. And third base is kind of a weakness. Now, his mm-hmm. only weakness for Suarez is the strikeouts. The strikeouts okay. are a big thing. Uh, he got to 189 in 2019, almost touching the 200. But again, Kevin, if, you, if, if I'm getting 900 OPS production, almost 50 home runs at $13 million, sign it. That's a steal. The question is, who do you trade him for? I, I'm Whoever. guessing you're dumping Matt Duffy. <laughs> and you're you're shipping off Tommy Pham, so say the Yo, well, you got to get something. Tommy you got to give something good to to get something good, yeah. you know. So I, I, we've talked about how Vidal Bruhan can right. be somebody that 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 could be a good chip in a trade for well, sure. Well, the the Rays they're going to have that forty man roster crunch again, and there's a lot of guys. There's probably a half a dozen guys that they have to think about. Jake Cronenworth isn't even on the forty man roster. Exactly. There's a lot Lucius of guys. Fox like, is not even on it. So Lucius no. Fox could be a trading chip too. So yeah, I think he, he would be very interesting. That's something the Rays do. November, December, they're I think they're again every year pretty much making a lot of trades to make that forty man roster fit. And because you just don't want to expose a guy to the Rule Five draft and get them give them up essentially for free for nothing. There's draft picks yeah. and everything like that. But still, um, you, you don't want to lose an asset as easily as that. Now, what about a dark horse type Tim LoCastro-esque sort of a player if you have? I I do have that, and that's John Birdie from the Miami Marlins, and he also played third base. Uh, I wanted to focus on something that the race would would probably need, and that's third base. Uh, Birdie has, uh, uh, he hit 273 this year, um, but a white, what I liked more about his skill set was his on-base percentage, which was at 348, almost 350, uh, and his 17 stolen bases. Uh, this guy would have been, I think, second or third uh, on the race with those, stealing, mm-hmm. uh, with those stolen bases because, number one, it was Tommy with 25. So 17 in the race, that's a pretty good number. Um, his salary, th- look at this, this is t- t- uh, what the Rays love to have. Right. Uh, they signed him, the Marlins did, uh, before this season to a minor league contract. Uh, so he is as cheap as it can get, and that's exactly what the Rays want to do. Uh, he's a platoon guy. He only okay. played about, I think, 260 at-bats, 
Uh, so then he can he can see some time. But the best thing about him is his splits. He has no glaring splits between right-handed pitching and left-handed pitching. Uh, only minimal power. Okay, he only had six home runs the whole the whole year. Two against right-handed pitchers and four against left-handers. But I, I think this guy would be one of those pickups where you kind of scratch your head and you're like, where are they going with this? Mm-hmm. But I think he has his underlying numbers would be really nice. Well, you know, the Rays are going to have some free agents, so they're going to probably have to fill their roster with major league ready guys too as well. And what do the Rays like? They like cheap contracts and they like guys with platoon splits. And pretty much everybody on the Marlins is a dark horse, cheap contract type of a guy. There are, (laughs) believe it or not, a couple of interesting players on that roster. They just don't have enough of them and, and don't have a competent franchise to turn into a winning ball club at this point. But those are two very good picks and two guys that I would not be opposed at all to seeing in a Rays uniform. And uh, it'll be very interesting to see what the Rays do with um, their possibilities as far as trades and, and acquisitions and everything like that. Now, as far as a guy that I've got as a fun player to watch and uh, that the, the Rays should also consider trading for, I'll tell you after this. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, you can attend the concert or show of your choice and earn credit towards your next live event. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. Vivid Seats Rewards. For the month of September, earn double credit back from 10 to 16% on all your purchases through the Vivid Seats app. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program today. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you to get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code POSTSEASON at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Alright guys, let's do it. Let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Of course you do. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in a pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB to try it free. 
Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, Ulysses, you gave two candidates, fun guys that would be good choices for the Rays to go out and go after, possibly this offseason. I have a guy that also has a very team-friendly contract and is a catcher, believe it or not. And not just a catcher, but a guy that plays or can play pretty much every position out there. And he does not look like your typical, prototypical, tall, muscular baseball player. If you say Russell Martin. No, it is not Russell Martin. It is Williams Astadio, who plays for the Minnesota Twins. At a bustling five foot nine, two hundred twenty-five pounds. I think that figure is inaccurate, by the way. I think he's more five eight, two forty-five, two fifty. I'll give a, him the five nine. I'll give him the five. Okay, nine. give him the five nine. I'm not giving him the two twenty-five. He looks like he's easy. If you look at his profile picture or his headshot, he looks like Pudge Rodriguez with a double chin. And I'm not mad about it. I am yeah. not mad about it. This guy, you talk about wanting guys or needing guys with low strikeout rates. Right. He he has the lowest strikeout rate in baseball. Wow. It's Tony Gwynn esque, actually. His his strikeout rate this year was three point nine percent. Tony Gwynn's for his career four point two percent. And digging a little deeper into the numbers. He stepped back a little bit this year with the Twins. Didn't get a whole bunch of playing time because they they were stacked with with offensive hitters and everything. But in 283 career at-bats, he's got a 297, 322, 746 slash line with seven home runs and 42 RBIs. He's 28 years old, spent 10 years in the minors, and the reason that he didn't get a shot at the majors was because he didn't look like that typical baseball player type. Teams or, or whichever organization he was with at the time didn't really project him as a guy that's going to be a future major leaguer because he didn't look the part. Can you read that at bats again and then the slash line? 283 career at bats, 297, 322, 746. Wow. And that guy didn't get any playing time. That's how good the Twins were during yes. the, the, the regular season. Now, wow. 746, I should say 746, I made an error. 746 OPS, not slugging. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's a little bit more. So, But he, he doesn't strike out, and he doesn't walk. He's just a fun, exciting player to watch. Okay, I like this. Um, and I think we might need a catcher because yeah. Travis Darnot, the rumors are that he's not coming back, and do you really want Mike Zanino no, to you be don't. the everyday player? No, you don't, and, and especially because of what we're talking about all constantly with the race is the money, the money issue. It's $4.9 million for Zunino. That, it, you should not pay Zunino that type of money uh, to get the, the production that you're going to get from Zunino. So, this guy is going to hit. He's not this guy's going to hit. Exactly. This guy's going to hit. And, and, and now how good is he defensively? Like uh, his, uh, his pop-up time to get ba- uh, base runners out, the second and third. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know about all that, but I know he's, uh, he's known as more of a pitch framer type. And okay. he does some interesting things that are unconventional as far as he once threw a guy out at first base from catcher with a no-look throw. Like he acted as if he was throwing back to the pitcher but threw it to first base and wow. totally stymied 
the runner. Oh, at this first. is awesome. I like this guy. And okay, defensively, um, I mean he's got to have split some, in the outfield, correct? He's got to have some. Fa- he's got to have some value, not just in the outfield, but there is a statistic out there. He didn't start at center field, but there was a game where he played in center field, and he became. He, he was the shortest player and the heaviest player in MLB history to play center field. <laughs> so this guy, he, wow. he's not just a a big bumbling guy that slugs. He hustles, he runs, and I talk about positional versatility. This past year, he played 21 games at catcher, 15 games at first base, two at second base, 13 games at third base, three in left field, six in right field. Oh, he also was a relief pitcher in the mold of Mike Brousseau when the Twins were getting blown out. And Very there's cool. a clip. I, I just implore you to go to YouTube and type in Williams Astadio and just enjoy the rest of your day. There, I, There's a play. So he throws a pitch. It's a high pop-up to the second baseman. He's already walking to the dugout before the second baseman makes the catch. <laughs> like things like that. And he, he also, in the minor leagues, did the hidden ball trick. Like, this guy just knows the game of baseball and knows he's just fun to watch. You know who, you know, talking about it and being, you know, facetious about what, what he's able to do, I'm, I'm, I'm actually reminded of G-Man Choi. Yes. You know, just a, just a guy that has fun while playing. You know, you, you've seen the videos of G-Man uh, dancing and during batting practices and all that. And I think, you know, Asadia would be that good clubhouse uh, guy, you know, get, you know, enjoy what you're doing. I mean, uh, what better job than, than play mm-hmm. a kid's game and getting paid for it? That's that's really cool. In a bonus, he is one of your fellow countrymen, Venezuelan. Oh, look at that. The Venezuelan War is playing. Yes. Well, and okay, a couple that, of fun little notes his grandfather taught him from an early age how to play baseball. Drills included flicking drills included flicking corn kernel projectiles for the young Astadio to hit with a broomstick. Whoa. And then uh, as far as getting to the minor leagues, this was one of his quotes. Um, All my minor league career, I heard I was not going to be a big leaguer because I did not look like one. I was too short. I was too stocky. I did not have the physical traits customary associated with, with a major league player. Well, here I am. I mean, we talk about awesome. Jose awesome. Altuve being a short guy and persevering and making it to the big league. Well, he's he's a muscle bound five foot five five. It's still impressive for what he's able to do. But Astadio, I mean, he is he he gives hope to every average person out there that doesn't look like Aaron Judge or John Carlos Stanton. Wow, that's that's really cool. And I mean, how easy is it to hit? You know. 95 mile an hour fastballs when you've been trying to make contact with corn kernels with a broomstick. I mean, that is really cool. That is really, really cool stuff. And in this day and age, with velocity and strikeouts at an all-time high, he's setting records for not being able to strike out. He only had 190 at-bats this year. He struck out a total of eight times. Wow. That's, That's so great. Love make dudes that can just make contact with the ball and not strike out. I love that. Love that. The, and, the, you know, I, I know I said Suarez, you know, with the 189. Yeah. 
I'm I'm letting it go because 50 home runs is not something right. I've seen with a Rays uh, guy since Pena hit what 47 mm-hmm. in 2007. So I'm willing to give you the the benefit of the doubt with the strikeouts if you're going to give me bombs. Yes, but 3.9 percent strikeout rate. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying the Rays they like to exploit market inefficiencies and be unconventional and everything like that. What better than a utility player like this, who including is, catching yes, position, who is really the the Twins? I don't want to say are letting him go to waste. He just doesn't. They've got so many hitters in that lineup, and for whatever reason, just hasn't gotten the true opportunity. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays are his chance if Travis Darno walks, and you probably don't want to re- re-sign Mike Zanino. And if you have to re-sign Mike Zanino because there's no other option out there, make a trade for Williams Estadio. Hey, maybe yeah. Rocco Baldelli can. Can work some magic there and, and give an ear to to the Twins front office and get something going. That would I'm be just nice. saying. I, yeah, I know. I think t- that's a great pick, man. Tomorrow, I want you before the show, sometime today, just watch Williams Astadio highlights and, and give me your impression of it. I'll that's actually do that as soon as we finish the the episode. I'm gonna go on YouTube. And speaking of that, you have an opportunity right now because that'll do it for today's show. <laughs> Remember, you can find us on Twitter at LockedOnRays. You can also email us at LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Again, I'm Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Rays.